to Inner Bloom, a podcast about how to live a happier, healthier, more harmonious life as you learn how to work with the universe, reconnect with your intuition, and bloom from within. I'm Alexa, a writer, producer, and EFT practitioner with a passion for all things metaphysical. And with me is my friend and co-host, Ambie. I'm Ambie, a physical therapy assistant, mom of three, an intuitive medium who has been communicating with the spirit world since the age of five. Some might call it woo-woo, but from our perspective, anything is possible, and we intend to normalize the abnormal by sharing our own life experiences as well as intuitive insights, channeled material, wisdom from special guests, and any other resources we believe will help our souls expand and thrive. Hello, everyone. Um, we are the Inner Bloom Podcast. I am Ambrosia Matthews, and with me is Alexa Hauser, the wonderful, the great. We are the Inner <laughs> Bloom Podcast. That was a new one. We are. Yeah, that was a new one. I was trying it out. What are your thoughts? It just reminded me of a cheer. <laughs> and now I see like Inner Bloom cheerleaders with like peach colored pom-poms and yeah. outfits and they all and the oh my god their pom-poms are actually like flowers you know Ooh. with like yellow inside yeah. and then like pink on the outside and they're or like, like that the l-o-o-m i can't think of it what's it called oh what sorry. megaphone no 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 the circle of life not this the flower of life king? <laughs> yeah yeah we're going to be on the Lion King. Sir, go to Broadway. Broadway. Everybody get ready. Or, yeah. I mean, Lion King's out in theaters right now. Did you see it? Mm-mm. Are you going to? Because of Because of um, Mufasa? Yeah. Are you avoiding Mufasa? <laughs> I am. I got a really big personal vendetta with Mufasa. We I had mean, like, his death, his death scene. Can you not handle it? No, I um, – I actually have no desire just to see it in the theaters. I can wait until it comes out on DVD. Nothing personal. I just like. Did you see Aladdin? I did, and I thought it was really good. Yeah, and I thought it was really good. Me too. I really liked it. Um, There's a couple of other Disney movies that are coming out this year that I really want to watch instead of The Lion King. I I was never into The Lion King. Like I was, I was just. my God, the Lion King was like a pivotal moment for me in my life. Aladdin really? and the Lion King both are just like, whoa, like that when I that just brings back all the feels for me as a child. But it's weird because um, my partner keeps saying, do you want to go see that? Like at these random times, we'll be like, so you want to go see the Lion King? And each time he asks, I'm like, no, I really don't like and it's always an excuse. Like, I don't know. Like, I'm like, it's too sunny out. It's like, I don't want to, like, go inside. It's too sunny. No, I meant, like, I don't want to go inside a movie theater right now. It's, like, really nice out. Yeah, that makes or, sense. But I, I don't know. Maybe I'm just I, – I can't tell if, like, the movie's not good and I'm, like, picking up on that and or there's something – I don't know. But something in me is, like, avoiding seeing it and I'm not sure why. I when haven't I, heard good things about it. Yeah, it feels like – wait. Lion King, Rotten Tomatoes – not that I uh, need to listen to critics because a lot of critics said that uh, – oh, shoot. This guy's like a two and a half stars. Yep. I told you. I haven't heard good things about it. Now, is The Little Mermaid coming out live action, Little Mermaid? Yeah, but they haven't even started like – they haven't even started filming that. 
For some reason, that movie, well, I know why, but that movie was like a big pivotal, like that. I don't know why. I just wanted to be Ariel so badly. I want to be where the people are. I, exactly. yeah, I, um, I was, it's so funny. I was like singing that in the shower while I was in Buffalo the other day. I'm like, why am I singing The Little Mermaid? Where is <laughs> but actually that movie, I have like a very distinct memory from, so that was, I think that was the first movie my parents took me to the theater to see. And I think I was like two or three because when a little Mermaid, I, I had to have been two or three because I barely remember it happening. The only reason I remember it is because I brought my blankie my very special blankie. It was so soft. I still remember it. It was so soft and it was like these awesome pastel colors and uh, it was just my favorite thing in the world. Brought it into the theater um, and at some point while we're sitting there, I just remember it slipping through the seat. Like I could feel it dropped and then I looked under the seat and it wasn't there and I told my dad like that the blanket was gone and he looked and he couldn't find it and it's like it was – it's not like this – like. It's not like it would have gone anywhere. It would just slipped under the seat. And so he's like, we'll find it afterwards. And after the movie theater let out, we looked on every seat and couldn't find it. And to this day, like, I remember that feeling of, like, where did it go? And now I'm like, oh, fairy probably took it to, like, teach me a lesson that, like, I don't need blankies or something. You I don't, don't need blankies. I don't know. But that's what I remember about The Little Mermaid. So. Mm. Man. I was obsessed with that movie for a long time. You know how kids like watch movies over and over and over? Yeah. That was my movie that I watched over and over and over. And then when I was swimming in the pool, I would like act out the scenes. Did you do like the hair thing? Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) What do you think about it made you so obsessed with that movie? There is this little boy in my neighborhood that I had a crush on and like (laughs) – I would I thought Ariel be, was so hot. I would make him be the prince every time. And I'd be like, this poor kid, this poor child did whatever I told him to do. If you're listening, Tristan, what up? Anyway, Tristan. Tristan um, but yeah, he did whatever I wanted him to do. So that I would always be like, you're going to be a prince and I'm going to be the princess. And like, we wouldn't kiss, I mean, but it's it not was a like bad gig. All of the all of the characters, and he hated it every second of it. He was like, oh. like he was just waiting for the kissing scene, but yeah. like that never happened. It was so funny. <laughs> Poor kid. I mean, what else did he have to do? Yeah, really. I mean, you're already like my mom would babysit him, so like, yeah. Oh, I. I bet he liked it. He just didn't want to show he liked it. That's probably it. We'll go with that one. <laughs> When I was little, I had um, – I've probably told this on the podcast before, but my my best friend was a boy when I was like, I don't know, four or five because he lived across the street and his mm. name was Zach. And he was probably like a year older than me. And anyway, he had his birthday party. So maybe he was like five and I was four. And um, the birthday party was the Ghostbuster. Like he loved go- oh, Ghostbusters. Oh, yeah, Ghostbusters, Yeah. And so you were supposed to come in costume and, like, of course, all the boys were dressing up as Ghostbusters. And they had – at the time, they had these little toys that were, like, the ghost trapping machines where you'd, like, step on them and they'd, like, open up and – Oh, that's cool. Yeah. But but, so my parents were like, well, what are we going to dress her up as? And they're like, oh, slime. Like, easy. Slime is, like, the big green, like, monster thing. So they took like this, like that cray paper. Have you, ever, you know, it was like kind of like paper. It's kind of like thin party paper. Can't explain mm-hmm. it. And cut two little holes out. And I went over there like 
thinking, I don't even know what slime oh is. God, yeah. yeah. I'm like, oh, cool. Like, and all of them Bad see guy. me, all the boys, and they go, slime, get slime. And they all these boys start running after me with their like Ghostbuster machines and stuff. And I just cried so hard and I didn't understand. And I went home and I was like, they don't like me. They don't like me. And I just didn't understand that it was like part of Ghostbusters. Yeah, it was he's the bad ghost in Ghostbusters. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. My parents set me up for that one. It really did. They're like, how can we get her shape by a bunch of little boys? It served me, mom and dad. Thanks. (laughs) I had like this Ninja Turtle. I was obsessed with Ninja Turtles for a really long time. Were you? I had a Ninja Turtle hel- bike helmet that you could change you? the bandanas to be whichever one you wanted because it was green oh, and it had cool. like eyes on it. Yeah. I had like Ninja Turtle sheets and like Ninja Turtle, like this poster. So we move, um, we moved out of this house and this kid at my school was like, I moved into your old house. And I was like, how do you know that? Like, that's weird. And apparently like I didn't take down the sign it said Ambrosia's room and it was like Ninja Turtles. And he was like, is that your house? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, I'm into it. And I was like, whoa. And he's like, I didn't know you like Ninja Turtles. And I was like, yeah, I do. <laughs> and then he was like, I like you. And I was like, oh, cool. the feeling's not. And like, oh. I was just like, that's cool. <laughs> Unrequited love. Yeah, like mm, just because we have something in common yeah. doesn't necessarily mean we're soulmates here, but, <laughs> but it was I mean, fun. Ninja Turtles were pretty cool. They were pretty cool. My kids like them now, so it makes me happy. Yeah. It's fun when you see it like full full view. Full circle. And, yeah, full circle. And like every time I see the Little Mermaid, I'll, I will I'll be like, Bryn. Riley, I used to love The Little Mermaid. And Riley's like, I know, Mom, it's your favorite Disney yeah. movie. <laughs> it's, sorry. All right, fine. So I've told this story a couple times, huh? But now you know. Isn't that funny to experience? Because now you understand, like, why your parents, like, like, because I do that, too. It's like my parents have been, like, they tell me the same thing over and over. And they'll be like, my dad will be like, Lex, Lex, okay. When we were little, and he'll tell me the same sort of story about, like, the things that, like, really jazzed him up when he was younger. Yeah, And it's just funny because like then as you get older and you start hanging out with kids, like I was just with my partner's nieces and nephews this weekend. I was like starting to do the same thing. I was like, hey, when I was little and they're like, cool, I don't really give a fuck. (laughs) I mean, they didn't say that, but that was what their energy said. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's nice old lady. Good for you. It was like, cool, but that's not now. (laughs) Now is all I care about. You know what else I used to be obsessed with is Gem and the Holograms. Yeah, I missed that whole thing. That was you like missed an, that whole thing? The whole thing. Oh, I saw there was like a movie that came out about that. Yeah. I was like five when that was popular. I was four or five. Maybe four. I'm still pretty young. But I remember I was trying to show my sister like the episode. And I was like, and then the lightning comes out of her hands. And then <laughs> she thought it was the cutest thing. But I thought it was pretty badass. And she wasn't, she was just appeasing me. And I could understand that. I was upset about it. Yeah. You picked like, that up at that time. Yeah. Like, no, you're like, not understanding how cool it is. <laughs> Don't patronize me, woman. Well, isn't yeah. that isn't that interesting? Like, because I feel like that's part of what happens. <sighs> mm. Like that's that's the feeling that I get again when you go back to like Aladdin or I mean, I had other things that movies that I really loved when I was younger, like things that just really like lit me up. 
And I mean, that's all, also like kind of how I felt about Full House. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I was so like it just spoke to me in so many ways. You know, it just it just it filled some sort of like a hole that I had or some need that I had at the time. And I feel like you know when you're younger and you get you, there's something that t- you get like touched or something resonates so strongly. And then what you want to do is you you want to you feel connected. So then you want to connect that with like your parents or the other people that you care about, but they don't care about that thing as much as you do. And then it feels like you're just trying. It's heartbreaking. It really is because you're like, you don't get me or you you, uh, infer from that that you – that this isn't something to be excited about or that your (laughs) excitement is like not shameful, but it's not something to be like proud of. It's kind of something – because it's just like – your parents are like, yeah, cool. And you're like, no, like it feels like my heart is like exploding. Like why aren't you with me on this? Yeah. And I feel like that's when this kind of all – that that starts to go away. That like, you know – and maybe that's why we're talking about this right now. About what we're really talking about is like this inner child, you know, this inner child that's always with you, that excitement that's not jaded by – Um, what other people think or by what's quote-unquote cool or how other people are going to, yeah, perceive you. Um, It's just truly like what lights you up. It's like unbridled joy. Mm. And it's like how many people who are our age are still tapped into that, you know, like – and. And it's and and why not? And it's just because we've learned from other people in society, like, oh, don't get so excited about that, you know? Yeah, yeah. And that's why that's why I think it's so amazing. Like, like if we were actresses, right? And we were in a live action version of the Ninja Turtles, that would be amazing. You know what I mean? That's like a childhood. That's like a childhood dream coming true right there. Yeah. Or like we're actresses and we're in the new full house. Like, mm-hmm. like you're you're a kid, you're watching these things happen, and then you turn into that character. I think that is just gotta be amazing. That has got to be like the highlight of your life. And then the little action figures look like you instead of like these images that you were perceived as a kid, like you grew up watching as children. So it's but just how- just so happy. But how does that even happen? You know, I feel like that happens for people who still hold who who still have that little kid in them. Like they still believe, right. you know, they still get jazzed up about this stuff, which is why I think it's so cool that like Disney is coming back, you know, just mm-hmm. not coming back. They never went anywhere. But like, you know, the They're Disney not going anywhere. Yeah, Disney is not going anywhere. But like the Disney movies are coming back in a new way. <laughs> the um all the Marvel stuff, like everything. It really is about – it's not only, like, helping people believe in superpowers, right, and, like, in the and, – and get jazzed up about that type of stuff and about – but it's also about, like, the, the inner child within. It's about, like, reconnecting with that at whatever age you are and then helping, helping connect the adult generation and the child generation together, you know, like, it's a happy medium where everyone can, can – can be in that vibration of like fun and magic and um, possibility and make believe, you know, mm-hmm. or imagination, imagination. Yeah. And I think that's like, I personally feel like that's a big component of acting. I don't know because I'm not an actress, but um, 
you look at some of like the outtakes on certain movies and you think like, oh my gosh, that's so fun. But you've got to be willing to do things that other people don't want to do because on in reality, you're standing there in front of a green screen acting like an idiot. Yeah. And they make it look cool, but that's, that's not the reality of the situation. That's so funny that you said that because literally the bloopers are like make of anything always make me – I just always looked at it and go – it looks like they're having the best time ever with their friends. I just yeah. want to do that. Like that that part because I wanted to be an actress for a very long time. I went to acting classes every Saturday. I went on auditions. Um, I, I, think, I think I did like one commercial for like – for Oh like, my gosh. I wish we could get the commercial. Me too. I never saw it. It was for like a nursing home or something like that. What? It was – I didn't like going to visit it. grandma or something? No, it was like me and four of my friends from acting class. We all booked this commercial and it was like – I don't even remember. We were – it was something in a nursing home. I don't remember what we were doing. But then I also – actually, I auditioned to be Adam Sandler's daughter in that movie Spanglish. Oh. But here's what's interesting. You know who got it? was yeah. my classmate at my high school, Sarah Steele, who she's she was very tiny girl, very tiny. Like she probably weighed like like just naturally. She she's just so tiny. So the role called for an overweight daughter. She had to gain like 30 pounds in just oh to play God. the daughter. But she's in that movie. And um but anyway, I always wanted to be an actress and like I never really like because it was weird because I was shy, you know what I mean? And um, – but there, I just wanted to be an actress and I feel like part of it was that like I wanted to have that like feeling of fun around me. And, yeah. You know, yeah. like that feeling of like we're playing make-believe and we're having such a good time and everyone's paying attention and, you know, and, and I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I wanted to be an actress for a second for a little bit. Um, I don't remember – I don't remember going on auditions. Um, I don't think I did. One of I was in this acting class too, and one of the girls got a role in Titanic. <gasps> was, was she a the little girl? She was a little girl that's reaching out for her mom and dad in the boat. There's a scene of her. She's got like five seconds on camera, and she's like, "Mom!" and she like reaches out. She it's like her I whole. I remember. Life. She's not like the girl that Leonardo DiCaprio dances with, though. No. Okay. Got it. No. Well, good for her. Titanic. I know. Good for her. Um, very – everybody – like, I remembered it because she – we were in high school, and I remember it because she couldn't do PE outside because she couldn't get any sun exposure. And everybody was, Oh. That's so fancy. <laughs> like, she had to keep that porcelain skin. She had to keep the porcelain skin. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, Titanic was another one for me. I would just like play the soundtrack and cry in my room. And my dad, I remember one time, I went and saw it five times in theaters. And then I, I think on the last time I came home and I was just so in the mood of like, you know, Titanic. And then I came home, I play on my little boombox, like the whole soundtrack and I'm crying and I'm crying audibly, like hysterically. And my dad comes and knocks on the door and I'm like, yeah. And he's like, can I come in? I was like, okay. And he's like, are you crying? I was like, yeah. And he's like, I know. And he just like hugs me, goes, 
It's just so sad what happened to all those people, right? And I was like, yeah, it is. And he's like, it's just, he's like, I know, like we feel, but what I, what I, looking back, what I realized is like my dad's super empathic, you know what I mean? And he, he felt like he knew I was like, I was empathic too. I I don't know if he would describe it that way, but he knew that I was just like really, like I absorbed all those feelings, you know? And it just like felt like then it felt good to cry, felt good. Like I liked it. Um, and it felt, you know, like it felt good to be sad in a way. Well, the reason that I laughed so hard is because like, so that was, so the Titanic, it wasn't in high school, actually. I was wrong. It was in middle school, but, um, we would, <laughs> we, I would have friends come over and we would play the movie and cry. Yeah. We would just freaking cry together. Like how ridiculous is this situation? And my mom would come home and there would be three of us like crying. And my mom would be like, oh my God, give me a break. And like yeah. walk away. She was not. It happened 60 years ago. I know. She wasn't um, sweet about it. She's like, there are yeah. other things to cry about. Like yeah. it was, it was so funny. And then like my sister who's older. Didn't Leo have- could have gotten on the door. <laughs> yeah. That's a bullshit. That's some bullshit right there. Oh, God, that's so funny. But I think when you're in middle school, when you're like, I think you need to discover like, you know, being sad. And it, sometimes it does feel good to be sad. And sometimes yeah. you to be sad about. So you look for shit like the Titanic that happened 60 years ago or totally. 80. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to be sad about this. Well, I think I think that's what's interesting about like movies and TV when it actually does like give you a reason to release emotion. Yeah. Like, especially for something as big as Titanic and as, like, widely received as Titanic. Think about, like, I I was just – I've never thought about it like this until this moment, but I'm like, oh, like, what did we all need to release? Was this, like – when did Titanic come out? 1990 something? something? It must have been 96 or 97. Yeah, well, I think about it on a couple of levels. One, it's like, what did we need to release? Uh, you know, just think about all these adults and people who've like, again, going back to EFT, who've like never been allowed to really given permission to really release their emotions or just cry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like when you have an, a movie event or a TV show or something like that that everybody's kind of subscribing to that gives you a reason to cry, it probably feels so good because you're like, I'm crying because of the movie and you are, but maybe not, maybe that's not all the reason you're crying. You actually have things to release. But here's the, here's the more spiritual perspective of this. I was just thinking of this because I was like really obsessed with the Titanic, like really obsessed with it. Like I would get the newspaper clippings and like I got all the, like, okay. Well, so my thought is, I'm like, I've heard this before of like people, children saying like I was on the Titanic. Like I remember it. I remember, um, I remember being it. I remember drowning. Like recalling past lives on the Titanic. And I wonder like how many of us, because a lot of people died. And like I wonder, it's like what what about maybe some of us in terms of past lives, like releasing all that grief of like what happened. Or maybe we knew – maybe in a past life we knew someone who died on the Titanic or something like that. Um, yeah. I know that my uh, – so my partner, he does not believe in past lives or anything like this. Um, he's a science guy. 
But um, something he he's told me since we first started dating is that he's ter- his biggest fear is being in a r- in a room with water filling up. Like his biggest mm-hmm. fear is like that he's gonna drown and be in it somewhere he can't get out. And yeah. I always think about the Titanic whenever he says that. Every time I'm always like, I wonder what happened to you. I wonder what I wonder what I like. I do believe in past lives. So even if he doesn't, I'm like, I wonder what your past lives were like. Yeah, that's got to be a scary situation. Yeah, like die from the water coming up. You just know, like I'm gonna die. Well, that's like in the Titanic. There's like a scene where they're about to. Yeah, I'm just saying in general, though. Oh, totally. Scary. So so scary. So scary. Um. Yeah, I really like it. I like that perspective on it. I think that's a a neat perspective to have multiple people like um, dealing with this situation at the same time. And also, side note, they probably made a shit ton of money from that movie. Oh, of course. And like all the newspaper, all the paraphernalia that came out with it, like yeah. ridiculous. Yeah, well. Anyway, good for them. Yeah. <laughs> but also, like, if you think about it on, an, again, on a spiritual level, it's like, you know, why do certain movies' ideas come into existence and actually get made at certain times that they do? It's not just – it's 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 an idea that's being received, not just on the uh, the part of the um, writer or the producer or the director. It's also something that, on some level, us viewers want to see. Right? It's coming into the collective for a reason. Why? It's like it's like that. Why are there trends in movies? Right? It's like oh well, the, this studio has a movie coming out about you know uh, NASA or something like that, and oh now this other movie studio does too, and oh there's a third movie about crazy you know like space it's like it's like there's trends in movies of certain themes that i feel like are wanting to be seen and that's not just one way like i feel like it's like the collective is wanting that for some reason you know Mm, yeah yeah wasn't there another movie i i could be wrong about this but there was another like boat movie that came out during the titanic but i could be wrong because i remember confusing the two of them was matthew mcconaughey in it like u.s Five nine or something. S something five nine. All right. Well, what? But but then um, I remember I was a little kid. I was in middle school, and I remember asking like, I don't understand why they can't just like get a powerboat and like like what the hell? And then my parents were trying to explain to me like those weren't around at that time. Yeah. Like, well, that's crap. Yeah. Well, that's what's crazy is like now I'm thinking about it on a level of like, okay, so back when like we people had nothing, right? So even before Titanic, like before even right. boats, right? It's like you only have this – your your perception of what is uh, available to you resource-wise is like this big, right? Yeah. You have yep. like a hammer or say like you have like a tool or like caveman cave days. You have like a wood club or something like yes. that, right? And then like, you know, society develops, evolution happens, like – society evolves and people discover and invent more things, more technology, more things. And so then let's say you like you get to the Titanic era, right? And it's like, wow, we have this giant boat that can take us from here. This is a big deal like to go on this boat. And then it's like, okay, you have that. But then when something happens, it's like, well, well, the possibilities in your mind are still – the possibilities that one could conceive of to – um, save someone from this boat. It's still like you know you're you're only this big. I'm making mm-hmm. sizes with my hands. Okay. Now where are we? We're seventy years later after that, right? Because it happened in like the forties. Isn't that right? I think no. it happened. 
twenties? I think it happened in the twenties. Okay, so now we're literally nineteen twenties time frame. Yeah. Okay, we're about like a hundred years later, whole century later, right? And um, which is wild. And um, and now it's like, oh well, we have a lot of different technology now. Now, if you went on a cruise ship, like for example, like disaster could still happen, but okay, now we know like helicopters could come in and like there's probably like blow up boats that have do have motors on them and there's probably all these different technologies and our conception of what is possible in terms of all these different solutions is much wider and grander now because of all the things that have been developed in our society. And so then it's like, okay, fast forward to like 100 years from now, Mm. like like we're going to be able to freaking teleport. So like, you know oh, what God, I'm saying? So. Well, I that's can't what, wait. That's what the Arc Nine said. You know what I want? Here's what I want. I really want to be able to hold my phone like this. I don't know. Like hold my phone like this and then see the person, a hologram right here. Boom, in front of me. Yeah. That's what I want. Where is that? Where's that technology? And also well, we can teleport. That's definitely coming soon. Also, according to Back to the Future, I should have a hoverboard by now. I should have a flying car. So, where the want a flying car? Because there's not really like lanes for people to drive in. I know. Well, there. Here's the thing. I don't know how that would be, but I do trust we will figure it out. I trust I'm not the individual to figure it out, but I do trust there. Why do we need flying cars? We have flying planes. What? Don't worry about that, okay? okay. okay I mean, if we can teleport, why do we need flying cars is what I'm saying. I want to – okay, I would much rather teleport. However, however, I'm just saying according to – like, I don't Did know. Remember see? when we – wait, listen. Remember okay. when we grew up? This is so serious. Okay. When we grew up and they were always like, in the year 2020. Well, we're quickly approaching that year. And, like, right. there have been no crazy advancements in, like, well, that's not true. Flying vehicles. That's not true. There has actually recently been a very crazy development that I just was sending. I'm going to look it up. Tell me, tell me about it's it. It's a guy. He just – he flew across the uh, British Channel. Is that a thing? I'm it's not good with thing. geography, you guys. That's okay. Um, yeah, that's a thing. Okay. With a with on on something he built that goes on his feet that levitates him in the air. He flew across. Like a hoverboard. Yes. What? It's like mind blowing to watch because you're like, this can't be real. It looks like who's That's that superhero cool. that fly that that flies like on something on his feet, like the Green Goblin or Silver Surfer oh, or something. Green, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, you know more than you led on. I just I have images in my head. Hold on, I'll send you this guy. Is this oh really gosh, cool? Oh my god, French bird man successfully crosses English Channel on flyboard. I'm sending it to you in your That's face. his name? French Birdman? They they call they're quote unquote calling him that, like a birdman. I sent it on your Facebook messages. It's really it really oh, is wild. Oh, I do see it. Did I don't want to play it. Well, I don't want to play on it. No, play, play it. it. Play it. That's pretty cool. It's amazing. This is the future right here. I hope so. Wow. He's just going over the water. Yeah, he's just flying. He's straight up flying. So, yeah. I mean, can you imagine if this becomes, I mean, if. That if, looks heavy. Huh? It's like a lot of equipment that he's carrying with him. 
Well, it's on his feet. I mean, it's a lot of equipment. Oh, but there's something on his back, too. Yeah, but it's not, like, crazy a lot. I mean, and now that that equipment is... Wow, he's got really good control over it, too. Well, he tried to do this. He tried to do this. um... Actually, we turned on the volume on the side. Done. Perfect. He tried to do this before, um, like a week before he did this, and he failed. He like fell into the ocean with all the equipment. That's a tough day. Yeah, or into the water. But the point is, it's coming, and um, what did you say? I said, well, good. I mean, there are ways that we can like – there's a lot of advancements that we can – take and people have poo-pooed it but that goes back into conspiracy theories and such business that i'll keep my mouth shut about i feel like we'll see a lot of advancements coming up and it'll be really exciting i don't know um go ahead well google search everybody google search french Birdman because that's pretty cool yeah french Birdman who's like flying on his feet um, but all I know is like when you see something like that, then you go, okay, if this if, if someone can do this right now, even if it's super clunky and like super expensive to do, which I'm sure it is, mm-hmm. that means people are going to see that idea and they're going to come up with cheaper, faster ways, yeah. lighter ways to do it. It's like the second that you see something like this popping into reality, you're like, okay, it's coming. Like it's coming, you know, and that's mm-hmm. pretty exciting. So that is pretty cool. Yeah. Pretty, pretty cool. All right, everybody, watch out. Ambie's going to get a flying <laughs> hoverboard. Flying board? I don't know. We haven't just A bird board. That's a bird board. A bird board. Oh, my God. Could you, can you control? I'm sure you can control how high and low you go at all. Yeah, I'm right. sure you have to practice, but that would be cool. Oh, my God. In a future, I think I would just kind of stay. Future one of our retreats will have, like, practice, a bird board flying practice. Oh, my God. That would be amazing. <laughs> That would be awesome. Yeah, that'll happen. It's in the vortex. Totally in the vortex. It's in the vortex. Um, happened. Cool. Well, all right. Um, what do we have announcement-wise to make? It is – this is coming out on a – let's see. I will be in Burning – I will be at Burning Man when this comes out. This will be on a Monday. So, Ambie, you have a reading. You have your live readings on Tuesday. I do. Live readings Tuesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Awesome. On your page. On Ambrosia Matthews Intuitive page. Yes. Facebook. Cool. Sounds good. Um, We have a couple spots left for our Lioness Leadership Retreat. Gosh, this is approaching. Like, this is going to be the funnest. I'm – I'm creating this and I'm feeling this. This, the next September, like August through the end of the year is honestly going to be so fun because we have so much happening and like, and it's all things that we're, we love to do. And one of those things is retreats. And so we're going to be in Austin, Texas, me, Ambrosia, Leah Liebler and Leela, Veronica, our money mindset and business coach. Um, we are all going to be in Austin, Texas, September 27th through 29th um, for our Lioness Leadership Retreat, which kicks off our three-month coaching program. Um, and we are so freaking pumped for this. This is a new type of 
retreat experience and um you know it really feels like a portal honestly like that's what it feels like it feels like everyone who's signed up to do this who said yes to do this has agreed to step through a portal together of accelerated growth is what i would say mm, um and i like that yeah accelerated growth accountability accelerated uh increased income uh, abundant. It's like agreeing to live a more abundant life, agreeing to um, use your voice more, agreeing to step into your power, agreeing to be accountable and help hold others accountable, and agreeing to um, you know step into leadership in what whatever way that means for you. Because this world is in need of leadership right now, big time, big yes, time, definitely. We need people to step into their power and really tap into the thing that feels um, feels most like it's calling them. And on and honestly, most often, a lot of times, the thing that's calling you can be the scariest thing to step forward to. You know, I yeah, <laughs> Ambie, you're going through that right now. Going through it right now. I feel like I've been going through it for like a year, still continuing. Yeah. To go yeah, and I'm going through it too in my own way. But so that's exactly why we created this experience because it right now is the time to step towards this, to move towards this in a big way, to make a move towards the thing that's calling you. And, you know, um, the best way to do that we found is to have accountability and have partnership and have support yep. system. And so, you know, Ambie and I both wouldn't have this podcast if we didn't ha- hold each other accountable. Um, and and create the structure and the system and the community that we have that has enabled us to move forward in all the ways that we need to. And so this is what we're doing with this Lioness Leadership Retreat. So we only have a couple spots left. There are people that are talking about taking them. So if this is uh, of interest to you, the spots are on first come, first serve basis. So reach out to us, innerbloompodcast at gmail.com. And let's see if this is a good fit for you. Um, and what else? We have our uh, 10-day transformation or 40-day transformation, 10-day cleanse, which is included in the transformation coming up. Uh, starting September 1st. So if this is something that is calling to you, if you want to kickstart, revitalize your body, your energy, clean out your gut, which is a super, super important thing to do for many reasons, including your happiness, including your well-being, including your stress level, digestion, all the things, um, let us know. We would love you to join us. Um, We have a very simple program that people love and get amazing results on. A lot of people drop some of that unnecessary weight that they didn't want to be carrying around as well as an extra added benefit. And uh, yeah, it's, it's a great experience. So reach out to us, innerbloompodcast at gmail.com, and we'll give you a gift code for $100 off. Um, what else? Anything else? Um, positive oh. head. Go ahead. What were you going to say? Oh, yeah. We have a couple spots left for our positive head retreat um, at the Mystic Manor, December 2nd through December 8th. We're going to be with Brandon Beecham. Um, uh, We're going to be with like some of Joe Dispenza's, Dr. Joe Dispenza's people. We're going to be doing our own stuff there at the Mystic Manor, which is just like this incredible space on Venice Beach. Um, Ambie will be channeling, doing intuitive, intuitive guidance. I will be doing EFT. 
um, and we'll be exploring. And and also, you know, there's I, – I was at the Mystic Manor uh, about a month ago and the way it seems to be working there is kind of like whatever the group is feeling is, is kind of what can get pulled in. So like people – the attendees there that I was talking to were like, yeah, we just found out today we're doing past life regressions today. So, That's you know, pretty cool. yeah, it seems like Brandon has some cool people on speed dial and, you know, whatever the group is wanting to do is is what comes up. So this is kind of like a mystery trip. You kind of know what you're getting, but you also – there's a lot of room for mystery and um, things to, to pop up and manifest. So um, – there, Brandon is doing some awesome payment plans through that. So if that's of interest to you, let us know. It is right now only available to our Patreons. So if you are a Patreon and interested, reach out. If you are not our Patreon and you are interested, um, then just sign up to be our Patreon. It's uh, at the Dragonfly tier or above. It's like 20 bucks a month and there's no commitment. You can opt out whenever. Um and also with it, you get to talk to the Arc Nine, which is the collection of energy, Arcturian energy that Ambrosia channels. Um, so it's it's kind of a win win. Um, there's one other thing I wanted to say. Oh, also for our Patreons, just so that you, just something fun that we've been doing recently is um, we've been releasing what we call inner bloopers. So it's, good idea, by the way. Good title, love it. It just worked out. That way it was just there waiting for us to pick it up. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. So Ambrosia and I, whenever we get on our Zoom to start recording, we the, the, the recording starts from the second we get on the call. And so a lot of the times we're talking beforehand and planning to record um, either with ourselves or with our guest. And so from that typically comes a lot of like funny uh, clips and conversations and things. And so what we started to do is take those clips and put them together into little cute videos and what we – it's extra content and what we call inner bloopers. So you kind of get to see behind the scenes and – it's funny fun. things. It's fun. Yeah, it's fun. And so we post that on our Patreon page exclusively for our Patreon. So that's another perk that you get to being a Patreon and um, people are seeming to like that and we're really liking it too. So yay. yay. Anything else, Ambrosia? Um, I don't believe so. I don't believe so. I think okay. that's it. Well, if you are interested in a private reading with Ambi or a EFT session with me, reach out to us directly uh, or email us innerbloompodcast at gmail.com. And uh, until next time, keep on blooming. We love you so much. Bye. Bye. If you've enjoyed this podcast, we would love, love, love it if you would give us a rating and review on Apple iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. If you'd like to get in touch for a reading with Ambi, an EFT session with Alexa, or just to say what up, we would love to hear from each and every one of you. And you can email us at innerbloompodcast at gmail.com or follow us on Instagram and Facebook at innerbloompodcast. Until next time, remember, open your heart to the seeds of love and light and bloom from within.